0: Welcome to the Social Impact Level Up podcast. This podcast is made from the spaces I host every week on the Clubhouse app in the Social Impact Level Up club. If you don't know me, I'm Wendy B, and I am a coach for socially conscious entrepreneurs. I help you develop your social impact mission, clarify your vision, and turn your ideas into action. Every week, I talk to leaders with a social impact mission about money mindset and manifestation. We also hold weekly spaces for our collective to join forces and change the world. In each episode, you'll hear me moderate the conversation with my two co-hosts, Rodrigo Bravo and Santiago Caceres. Through this podcast, we hope that you will learn, grow and thrive with our collective. Now, here's a little bit more about this episode. Even I forgot about this episode. This was from the beginning of 2022, when our collective was talking about what the year had in store for us. This was over six months ago. And as I say in the beginning of this episode, It is all about how you incrementally move towards your vision and what actions you take every day to get you there. When you're taking those actions, it's up to you to manifest that vision and to keep moving it forward to the biggest variation of whatever it is you have the audacity to create. Now, a lot of my clients ask me, what does this mean to incrementally move towards your vision? Well, what it means is that we all are going somewhere, we all need to keep going. And the further we press forward, the further that vision is gonna go. So resetting your vision. This is super important. I was just having a conversation with a new nonprofit, a new nonprofit CEO who is trying to figure out what he's doing with himself. And we were talking about the need to translate your vision. And I said something to him that I didn't realize how profound it was until I said it, which was you're literally the only person who can see your vision, because nobody else has experienced it yet. Like nobody has, has seen it come to life. Nobody has lived it with you. Nobody can pull those ideas out of your head. So it's really difficult sometimes for folks to articulate to others exactly what your vision is. But as long as you are clear on what that is, you have the ability to change it when you need to. And you want to get to a point where you're visioning yourself so far ahead that you really kind of can't ever picture yourself there quite yet, but you know that that's where you want to go. And as you move in that direction, you want to take stock incrementally, kind of on a regular basis of what's going on. So that could be annually, it could be semi-annually, it's really up to you what you need to consistently keep moving forward. So as you're moving towards that vision, say it's like three years out, well, that three years out vision is gonna be different from five years out vision. And for a nonprofit, that five years out vision is gonna be different from a 10 years out vision or a vision when that executive is no longer in place and there is a board and a completely different executive in place. And for a business, that could be the point when you actually have to hire a CEO and staff to do everything for you and you were only doing one small part of the business. And so you're kind of moving forward in your brain with this vision. And every time you do that check-in, you're gonna reset your yourself to think about the components of that vision. And so if you are a social impact business, or you're a nonprofit, that includes both money and impact. and depending on how you've set yourself up the impact will look different and you should be at least annually taking stock of what that impact is so one of the things i'm doing this week is actually um, going through that process for people in a webinar so if you're interested hit me up in the back channel but i wanted to at least tell you guys that this is the time for you to look back at what you did last year to decide what you're going to do this year and hopefully in that decision-making process, you're making a decision on how you're gonna grow. And if you have metrics that you've been tracking, actual numbers you've been using. So for example, for me, it's I use my number of uh, people of color that I've served for, three, for free through my 15-minute discovery calls. That's one of my metrics that I use for my business. And I, over time, have wrestled with that metric because I've thought, well, what if I don't wanna do discovery calls anymore? but I've selected this as a metric. And if I don't wanna do them anymore, then it's suddenly gonna go down to zero. (laughs) So that's not very stable for me. So I was looking at a different metric. That's not really just saying through the discovery calls, but how many people of color am I serving through all of my services? That way, when I have a paid offer and it's not just this free discovery call, I'm able to aggregate it together. And I'm still gonna track the discovery call folks. I'm still gonna track the paid folks for the different offers. But I'm also going to think when I'm planning more about the aggregate because it could be that I'll stop these discovery calls in year three of my business, but I will have a huge amount of people that I'm serving through some other mechanism. So my impact may have grown, even though if I stuck with that original metric, I would have been at zero. So that's just one example of why you want to do this kind of logic thinking at this point when you're resetting your vision, because the vision work is not only about what you see in your brain and you want to manifest. It's also about recognizing when you're getting to that vision and the metrics are what give you the place that you can take the measurements to demonstrate that you're moving forward. And when you're moving forward, you become more excited about the things you're doing and you're more likely to kind of be reinforced to keep going. So a lot of this is all cyclical, right? Like some of it's mindset, some of it's actions, some of it's planning, it's all kinds of different things together. And I think that's why sometimes people get a little overwhelmed with these things because you're doing so many different functions when you're trying to just get your vision done. (laughs) You're like, I see it in my brain, I just want it done tomorrow. But there's so many pieces of the road to get to that vision. We talked about Rodrigo's mom resetting her vision for the year. I didn't hear Rodrigo's reset for his vision for his business, but I'm curious to hear if you guys have had some time over the holidays to reflect and do you see any changes for your vision? Is there anything new, different, exciting? What what are you feeling about for this new year and your business or your nonprofit? So that's the question for discussion. And yeah, so we'll go, let's go to Jessica first, Rodrigo, because you already had some space.
1: Um, yeah, I'm actually, so, and Wendy, you know this, like I'm doing a whole like new moon event tonight. Um, that's specifically about the first new moon in Capricorn season. Cause we are in Capricorn season and whether you're into the woo woo or not, what's really cool about this is that, you know, this whole new moon is all about like resetting your vision, but also understanding that it's not about the sprint, but about the marathon process of it. And so that whole like mindset of like slow and steady wins the race. And so I think in a culture where everything is super, super fast paced, um, you know, we have like TikTok videos and we have to capture our audience within like the first 10 seconds. um, We are seeing how this kind of plays a role in our in our thinking. But when it comes to like planning our vision, I've had to look at the steps that I have to take in order to really honor that vision. And I think that that's something that has shaped how I'm approaching my business. Because again, I am a new business owner. I've, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I've either done it under the guidance of other people, or I've done it kind of under the table but now I've chosen to make this like a full profession to provide for my family. And so one of the things that I guess has shifted is like understanding my audience and making the resources available. Um, yes, baby specifically for my community when it comes to optimizing their health. And so, um you know my community is specifically the latinx community um and teaching them the art of cycle thinking but also um spiritual healing so and all this kind of goes hand in hand with each other and so i think for me it's not trying to like rush the process of like i need to get things done so i can make money because yeah we all want to make money that that's without a doubt that's why we create our businesses but we also create them to be able to value our time. So I think for me, it's been putting things in place so that I spend my, and invest my time wisely, as opposed to doing all these things, setting me up for burnout and failure. Um, And I think with anything, you have to be super intentional with it. So I think that that's been my main thing um, with my, with 2022 is that, you know, I started at a certain phase of my biological cycle, it's also the new moon. So it kind of correlates with that, like setting intentions. And so that way those intentions can turn into manifestations Um, and understanding that slow and steady does win the race. Like we don't have to come out with quantity. We have to come out with quality. I don't know if, I feel like every time I talk, I don't make sense, but I hope that makes sense for you. guys.
0: It does. It does. It reminds me of some work I was doing this weekend on uh, the human design front on understanding there's a certain gate that I have. It's it's gate 38. I'm sure you guys don't know what human design even is, but it's something that I'm studying to better understand how we use our energy as people. And one of the things about uh, the work under that particular gate is that it is about resetting um, so that you can kind of think about how you serve others and not only how you serve um, but what actions you can take to continue to make a meaningful difference. And it's kind of on three levels, not only for you, but also for your community. Like you said, like whoever you consider your community to be and then the collective overall. And so this is a great time as you're saying, with the new moon to still keeping that thinking through what, how can I be of service and what actions can I take that will make a meaningful difference in my own life. How can I be of service and what actions can I take that will be a meaningful difference in the lives of my community? And then how can I, the same thing, the actions and the service to be in service to the collective? And when you're thinking about it in those three ways, there's a lot of um, your vision that you can see how it kind of fits into one of those categories probably or even something else and so having the time right now to reflect when you're resetting your vision and being able to ask yourself those key questions and then come up with how you're going like a game plan i think that sounds great actually jessica (laughs) because you're mapping you know what people need you're kind of breaking down barriers and you're providing them access to the services but also thinking through how does that Um, fit for you. And that's that first question, like how can I be of service to others and what actions can I take to be of service to myself? You know, if you're constantly thinking about everybody else, then you're not taking that time for yourself to have the business set up in a way that gives you space to be a person and also thrive while having a thriving business. And so I think that's great that that's part of what you're doing. Hey, Cynthia, what's going on with you? How how are you setting up your, your vision for the next year? Cynthia, are you
1: there?
0: Cynthia might not be there, she might
1: be working. Um, cool, all right, go ahead, Jessica. I was gonna say, I hope it's her hiring an assistant because she was so busy last year. I know, right? <laughs> that's definitely
0: one thing Cynthia should have in her vision for 2022 is some sort of management structure in her business.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Wendy. Actually, um, I, that's one of the things that I am trying to manifest with myself. Um, whenever you do business with family members, it could be so hard, right? For creating that line between family, friends and business. And so one of the things that I know that I need to do for 2022 is create a separation. Uh, I, I, I kind of rough roughshotted everything that I, that I could, uh, but, but it's going to start affecting those personal relationships that I have with family members. And so one of the things that I'm manifesting, uh, it's not necessarily like an assistant, but maybe an intermediary, uh, even if I have to cost, even if I have to spend a little bit of money in between that. And that's basically to, you know, really it's two things. One is to delegate and to let go of some of those responsibilities. But the other thing is more important to me is really respecting my boundaries. Uh, if my, if the people that I interact with uh, interfere with my boundaries, I, I gotta find a way to either uh, take that away from them or put a block so it doesn't affect me. And I think the only way that I can do that is putting a block. So that would be somebody else to deal with my dad, for example. <laughs> you know and so in doing that i think uh that's going to be what i'm trying to manifest uh my my dad and my brother my brother-in-law and myself have a business going on um i don't don't think i've even mentioned it but basically we buy cars and fix them up and we resell them right and we do all that good stuff and it just seems like at the end of the day the decision making process is still not there and so it makes things difficult you know and the last thing you want is more problems. I mean, there's already enough issues as it is when it comes to running your own business, being an entrepreneur, that the last thing you want to do are for personal issues to seep into those professional issues that you have. And so uh by establishing some type of intermediary uh, between, you know, myself and my, my dad and even my brother in law, I feel like that's gonna take away some of the I wouldn't say stressors, but just some of the inconveniences and annoyances that occur when you are doing a business with family. I think that's a uh, pretty critical. And I don't know if any of y'all have any experience with that, but that's definitely my mindset, my manifestation that I'm trying to do for 2022.
0: Oh, Reggie, let's work through this son Cause that sounds exciting um, to have, yeah, to have- more Sounds
2: space exciting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to have more space from your dad. Yes, that yeah. sounds like a good thing <laughs> for you. <laughs> We should help you figure this out. So, like, by when is your goal to have um, someone in place? Let's work backwards.
2: I, I think by June it would be nice. You know, I I, I, uh, I would need to, a little bit more structure before I can actually put somebody there. But by June, I think it would be nice to just say, "Hey, you know what? If going forward, this is the person you're gonna deal with."
1: Okay,
0: and then, so by June you'll have the person. And you'll also have the
2: processes
0: for them to follow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So right now the processes, is, if somebody were to come in, they would probably say like, Oh my God, this is a mess. You know? And, and and then the second thing they would say is like, okay, I can't do this because X, Y, Z, therefore the ABC happens, you know? And so I think that's why, that's probably one thing that I need to do is kind of, uh, um, pin down certain things of the business that we're doing because everything's just kind of verbal right now right and i think that's another thing that i i really want to manifest is like hey going forward i'm just going to contract everything out i've gotten in trouble recently because of the verbal agreements that you make uh you know and and, and so and so i want to make sure that doesn't happen here uh it's already happened but not to a point where it's just uh, you know destroys everything we worked on so I wanna avoid that. So that those are the kind of the parameters that I'm working with, the setting up the structure, make sure it's good. And then also <clears throat> having those structures for that, that person that does come in can use those structures to alleviate some of the issues that are going on. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, so one thing that might help you thinking about is like, how do you develop SOPs for that person to follow? So that way you have some things in the business that are absolutely stabilized. But if there's something that you don't necessarily have the time to fix or finish or whatever, but you want to bring this person on, you can always bring the person on and have that be one of their first assignments for them to fix that thing, to develop the process for you. And so when you're interviewing the person, you're going to ask them questions about how they develop processes. That way you get a better understanding of if they'd be able to do it. And then when you give them the task, one of the first ways you're evaluating their performance is by understanding how they worked through the process that you hadn't completed for them. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, that makes, uh, that makes perfect sense. I used to write SOPs for the department uh, that I work for there at the Metro Transit Authority. And I'm very familiar with all that. And that's that's exactly what I'm referring to as to establishing protocols and making sure that we have the guidelines and procedures that we want to be followed. We don't have any of that, right? It's just your typical mom and pop kind of just out of the blue business that just kind of happens because it's just an opportunity. And so I need to get that down. I need to make that happen. And I know I can make that happen. So I'm, I'm kind of giving myself a, a good, you know, uh, five to six months to help that make that work. I guess maybe what I would like some help on is manifest helping others manifest that same vision. Because I think that's where the roadblock may occur. You know, when I introduce somebody else that's purely, you know, an hourly employee, not necessarily somebody that's invested in the business or is necessarily has some type of stake, you know? Uh, to somebody that's hey, I'm just here to you know XYZ and do this and do that, and blah blah blah. Probably helping them understand why that is a necessary component to the next phase of this business.
0: So, you're talking about the um, your brother in law and your dad,
2: right? Really, yeah, my, my brother in law is more just a, a lack of knowledge, you know, and, but my dad is more uh, perceived lack of control, you know, if he sees somebody else come in. He's like, uh-oh, wait a second. This this person's going to take control from me. And that's probably where I need probably the most. As much as I, I try to talk to him, obviously there is a father-son relationship there. And that kind of you know clouds everything, right? So I don't know if there's a way I can still get around that or do I need to just have that conversation facilitated fire by him. somebody else? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't fire your dad. No, that's you, not how we're workshopping this idea, Jessica. I, oh, okay. I
2: did that before. No, I actually did that before. I, I actually, so my dad owns a construction company and we actually flipped houses back in 2007. And so I was providing the capital and he was providing the, the labor force and the work and all that stuff. And after two houses, I was done. And on the third house, I literally fired him, Jessica. I, I actually said, please step off the property. And just <laughs> I was in Houston dealing with phone calls from people that were like, no, but I I wanted I wanted the gray shell, you know. And, this is that. and my dad, like the gray shell. No, no, no. We don't need that. We need. This. I'm like, Yo, that's not the way this is supposed to work. So, <laughs> so it's not my first rodeo either. Yeah.
0: But you also like don't want to keep firing your dad though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I obviously don't. So I want.
3: I
4: want. <laughs> I want to have. A nice like, now. is that really an answer?
0: <laughs> okay, so it's not an answer. Um. I would say, is how do you envision making him part of the decision-making process? Because it seems like his fear, the lack of control is, you know, part of, um, which you can explain to him is that the processes that you're building are designed to not give him lack of control, but to only give that person a certain locus of control so that they can't go beyond to where he wants to be. So it, with that as an explanation, then draw him into the conversation of how do we create these boundaries so that you still have the control you wanna have.
2: Yeah, that, that, that might be a good way to start the conversation. I don't know how effective it'll be but I could definitely uh, uh, run it by him like that. Okay, Jessica. I was
1: gonna say, you know, I, I worked with my my family and it can be such a sticky situation because the perception of you as like a family member versus the perception of you as like a business owner and a delegator is just like, they see it through that lens. And so this is a person that has seen you from the moment you took your first breath. And so sometimes like for me, I was I was working with my in-laws. And so um, I helped them run like certain aspects of their business from a very administrative standpoint. And it was very interesting how, you know, when I would handle things on a completely professional level, they, you know, their, their family makeups definitely played a role in how they approached business. But I also like, I switched that hat off when I'm at work. I'm like, this is strictly business. And we had one situation where like a client was very disrespectful. And I called them out on that. And I said, you cannot talk to our employees like this, like this just isn't acceptable. And so I think it would be best if we spoke with your wife and let her handle the situation. Um, And he like threw up a big storm and they actually fired me because they're like, we can't offend people. And then I just realized that like their family dynamic is very like, we're not gonna have constructive conflict. And I was very much about like, no, conflict is a good thing because it allows us to have resolutions. And so I think that sometimes the the family dynamic in the household can definitely cloud how you approach business, because then I didn't have a job after that. They were like, we can't have you do administrative work, but they ended up getting a bad review because of that guy anyway. So whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're right, though. There's a lot of family dynamics in there. And I think, Rodrigo, the um, the father-son dynamic is one, but also just the idea that, well, then you're stepping away, right? And so there there's this some possible feeling of um, not lack of support, but just your presence as support being minimized in that case, that might also be part of what you want to have that conversation about. So that he understands that you're not abandoning you're not leaving you're not not supporting, but that you're actually providing an additional support so that you can support better. And that way it's not seeming like you're stepping away and kind of um, leaving the process to somebody else who is maybe not as trusted.
2: Yeah, I love that, you know, I love that and I appreciate Jessica sharing her experience. I think uh, that's kind of the, the, uh, um, and I'm not trying to hijack the, the, the conversation. But it is kind of part of manifesting your vision, right? Making sure that you set yourself set yourself up for success, and acknowledging what are the potential roadblocks, the, the potential uh, setbacks that you're going to encounter. And I think that's one of the things that I'm having to kind of uh, think about as I continue, you know, w- working with my family members. Uh, I definitely want to, you know, help everybody succeed, but at the same time, is it worth it for my own personal, you know? Um, mental health <laughs> you know so anyways i appreciate the help that both of you yeah
0: we're gonna go to rave And then uh, I want to come back to that idea of challenges, because there's something I was reading earlier in the weekend about challenges that was really interesting. So I'll go pull that up. Well, well, Ray, we go to you. So Ray, you had a big year last year. I don't know if everybody knows you, but Ray launched a podcast. He's had these amazing guests on, including myself. And I feel like Ray, you had like such a huge year of growth last year. So my questions for you are one, how are you tracking your impact? And then two, um, what? What's up with your resetting your vision? You know you had a huge vision for last year. You accomplished and crushed a lot of it. Ray even totally dominated the SEO for his name on Not Google. If you Google Coach Ray Z, he just is like dominating shit. So Ray, tell us what do you have in store for this year? What is your big vision? And um, is there anything we can help you with?
3: Oh uh, well, let me start off with saying Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, yeah, it was it was a. I guess a perfect year because there was good and bad so it's a perfect yin yang and I did start my podcast I knocked out 71 episodes in six months and I a lot of what I started I just want to you know level up um, basically resetting it and one thing I did I'm actually uh, gonna go to the store in a little bit because I need some extra cables is I bought a, a zoom um, p. I think so I could have better audio quality you know I hear so many people talking about you know they want to start a podcast but they don't know what to do about or they just want to start it but don't have it set up and I just did it without you know the professional things just to get the experience and now for 2022 I want to have a better quality because now that I got my feet wet I I know this is something I enjoy and want to keep doing and then uh I guess one of the good ways to track it is because I get a lot of analytics um, and I can see my growth and I can see that I'm reaching different countries and states. And um, besides that, there's still plenty more that you know I, I want to keep going. I'm, I'm, I jumped into the whole NFT, working on building my own website. It's very confusing. Um, but yeah, those are the, some of the things that I'm looking uh, forward to you know getting uh i guess more well versed on it and some of these things are so new like nfts that i don't know if any i i feel like for the last 24 hours i hung out in nft rooms on clubhouse and i went in there and asked my questions and nobody knew what i'm talking about so uh it's going to be a great learning experience
0: wait your questions were too advanced for the people in the room
3: you know everyone's just talking about nft art nft music um but no one's talking about nft websites so no one there knew what i was talking about
0: i don't know about nft websites what is that
3: (laughs) so uh you can get your own nft website which um if you get a you know i was gonna get a website for my podcast but then i just started learning about the web 3 and what we're using now is web 2. so when you Let's say whatever name you have, you're actually renting it when you get a .com or a .net. And in five years, you have to pay for that right to use your own name. Uh, When you go through the Web3, once you pay for your website, it is that's it. It's a one-time charge, and you own it forever. And let's say you were to have like some sort of videos or... Or podcast or anything that maybe could be say controversial or people don't agree, then you could get flagged by whatever, uh, you know, YouTube, or, you know, whatever uh, entities kind of control it, you could get brought down. But when it comes to your own NFT website, uh, it cannot be brought down. It is is yours. And with everything being so new, I was going to try and be one of the first podcast to uh, have NFTs available of my show.
0: Wow, that is a whole bag of stuff I didn't even know about, right? Following and following and following. Oh, that's a lot, but that's cool. I love it, and I love that you're always. I mean, you jumped on uh, neuro linguistic. What is the P NLP? What is the P
3: NLP? Yes, I I I got certified last year. I got I picked up two more certifications last year. I picked up the RRCA running certification and also the NLP uh, practitioner certification, just to add to the other collections. Uh, You know, but that's because I'm a big health and fitness guy, and you know, when people come to me. It's not really just about losing weight. It's usually something deeper uh, that as a you know, personal trainer or coach, you may not be equipped to deal with it. Um, so you need extra tools in your tool bag to be able to help people out.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I love that you always bring in like the mind body practices and other things, because I think sometimes people get stuck with the idea of, you know, health just being the physical aspect. But I think you just hit the nail on the head that there's a lot of times when the physical is a manifestation of the emotional state. And so you really have to work on all the things, but it can be overwhelming without having support. So that's why we have people like you. So I love it, Ray. I love all the work that you do. I'm super excited for you. Congratulations on all your success last year. I think of of a lot of my friends, you have had just this amazing amount of growth. But I know that, like through all of our conversations, you're always leading the way of thinking about new things, the way to enact new things, and how to get yourself into those new things. And so I super appreciate everything that you're doing, and it's so fun to just watch you to watch you grow and glow, and it's awesome.
3: yeah uh i thank you i appreciate that it i would say you know since COVID happened i think we all had the opportunity to pick up some new uh hobbies that we've always wanted to do or look into interest so i'm just trying to make the most of that extra time that i, I got you know and, and not just waste it
0: yeah no and you did have your challenges i know that it wasn't easy um because we talked about some of them before and i think it's great to hear you know like Rodrigo was saying you were saying like there's the challenges are there like it's not like we just <laughs> all of a sudden your your vision is like oh hey i'm living my vision i'm like living my best life i'm on a boat outside of ibiza partying like that's not how this works so i think um challenges are important and as i was saying one thing that i was reading this weekend going over Some of the things I'm supposed to be working on, I came across this statement about challenges that I just stuck in my head, so I wanted to read it to you guys as we were already thinking about this. It says, to experience challenge as a way of knowing what's worth fighting for, to turn the story of struggle into a discovery of meaning, and to let the power of what you discover serve as a foundation for a strong vision of transformation that brings dreams into manifested form. So if you tease it apart, what it's really saying is that when you approach a challenge, you have a decision of if it's worth actually tackling and fighting for, or stepping away from and that in that process the struggle through that process that the meaning that you kind of get out of it is that you're trying to create a a foundation for the road of how you're going to manifest your dreams and so it's a really a cool way to think about it because you don't like jessica said you don't always have to um use your energy in that way Like you don't always have to use your energy to face a challenge in the most difficult way you can choose to face that challenge in a lot of different ways and some of those ways you know it's just not worth the fight (laughs) Quite obviously and so when you're going through that process for yourself as you're transforming your vision for the next year thinking about how that foundation that you're building like ray we just talked about your foundation as being super strong last year going into this next year it's amazing how you've been able to build up that foundation but not without multiple challenges and multiple points where you probably had to decide is this worth it or not and I think going forward, it's it's a great way to frame, um, you know, the upcoming challenges that we'll face in the next year, because sometimes even for me, I get stuck in the fight unnecessarily. <laughs> I don't really think about, is this worth it or not? I really am just like, I'm down to fight, let's go for it. Let's tackle this head on, just jump on this challenge. And then I'm down a rabbit hole taking weeks to figure something out that I didn't need to even bother with. And so I think that for me, even the challenges um, that idea of is it worth it, and what, how much energy do I want? Do I want to put in this in order to get the outcome that I want, which is the manifested vision? That is a super key thing that I need to work on because I am one of those people who is always down for the challenge, and I don't necessarily need to be. So, if anybody wants to talk about that,
1: I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm very much that way as well, um, but I think one of the things that I'm learning, um, shout out to therapy and self discovery is that I don't always, like you said, I don't always need to put myself in the space where I'm spending my energy. Um, and that can look like so many things. So I feel like for me, um, one of the the biggest things is like having an opinion, we live in a day and age of information so like everybody can comment whatever they feel and think and i've learned um very quickly especially on spaces like clubhouse where you have so many rooms with so many different topics um having an opinion on every little thing isn't really essential for you and so um i've i've learned that Ooh, by conserving my energy, my daughter almost threw herself off the couch. By conserving my energy in that space, I've been able to be more productive and focusing on the challenges that, you know, will make me um, either make money or kind of take me to the next step to make money. And I think that for me, I really want to leave a legacy behind for my children. Like that that's my why, right? And um, I come from a, like a really strong mother who she has spent her entire life going from job to job. And even now she's like, I work with a millennial and he like, you know, he's a contractor, but she's pretty much disposable at his will. And she's literally had to work from the ground up again um, after the recession hit. And I just don't want that to be me. Like I was like, I want, I don't want to be working. My mom's 62. Yeah, she can retire. But we all know that nothing is really ever set in stone unless you own your own time. And so I think for me, um, I've wanted to spend my energy in the places that bring me joy that bring me laughter but that also like challenge me to show up as my best self and you know like i've been so grateful to you wendy because just even your course it was like a tiny investment in myself for my business and if you would have asked me to do that like five years ago or even before I have my children, like I wouldn't have ever, like I would have never done something like that. And now it like was kind of this like stepping stone of, okay, so this is how I plan. And this is how I do all the ABCs to get me to the XYZs. So that way my children, will never have to see what I went through as a child where my mom lost everything and had to start from the ground up. It was always struggling. It was always trying to figure out what coins went where. And um, I am very excited for the future ahead where I will be able to take my children on vacations in the middle of the week and not have to worry about PTO, you know? And I think that's where, where what we're all striving for why we all got in the business that we got into is so that we can own our time
0: Sorry, I was having trouble getting off mute. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely... Um, we talk about the legacy part a lot and we talk about the owning our time a lot and the reserving your energy time. And I think if you're a regular in this room, you hear those themes a, a lot because we want to build our businesses in ways that make us you know, people that can thrive and have a thriving business at the same time. And it's, uh, it takes a lot of balance. Yeah. And I think even for me, I forget to take time off because one, I'm so passionate about what I'm doing now that I'm like, Oh, I can just create this, or I can do that. And I have so many ideas. And because I'm really good at turning those ideas into something instantly. It's like, okay, let me just go do that. And I'll spend two days doing something. And then I'll have a new e-course, right. But it's um, also, I think one of my parts of my resetting my vision is having a vision for myself as a brand and as a um, as an entity not only a company but also as someone who provides services to people and what what are those services and how do they get packaged and what does that look like for people and how does it feel and how does it transform people? All of those types of questions are questions that I'm still grappling with as I'm serving people, right? So it's kind of this duality of like do and then assess, do and assess, do and assess. And so I'm constantly doing that to adjust um, you know, everything. And then this even comes back to the technicalities of how you're getting people to the services that you're providing. Because as I'm making those adjustments, I'm also going back to my website and changing my sales pages. I'm also going back to my curriculum and when I get feedback from people, putting the curriculum together in a way that addresses that feedback. And so there is a constant sense of um, one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back. But in the end, you're still gonna net going forward. right? Like those steps forward, are still ha- this still happened. So even despite the setbacks, a couple of steps, I've still made progress over the last year. And so I think for my vision for the next year is to really start bumping up the numbers, because now that I have the pieces that I'm comfortable with, and now that I feel like I'm not ready to completely scale, I'm ready to scale to the next level, which is to have, you know, bigger numbers in the things that I'm doing. And so that's where I've really been pushing, um, you know, what does my brand look like? What does my, um, what if I approach people and say when I'm at a networking event, how do I express what I do in a concise way that actually is enticing? And I think that um, as I talk to more people and as I help more people, I get better at explaining how that works. And even like the, the call I had today. It was a, longer than it needed to be, probably, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, I'm going to be working with this person for a really long time. So it was worth the time and investment and energy. But I had to make that decision of, ooh, I have a clubhouse dream scheduled right now, <laughs> but I'm also in the middle of this call. What is this challenge that I have right here? I've got to decide where am I going to invest my energy? And it wasn't worth cutting the call to hop on clubhouse, to have a room because I could just reschedule the room to this time. And now all y'all are here. So that was obviously the right decision, but it's been, you know, at least from my vision, it's constantly moving forward based on the information that I've received in the past steps that I've taken. So Cynthia, I wanted you to round this out because you were here earlier and you couldn't share, but you came back. And if you guys don't know what Cynthia's picture is, that is her bone daddy that is now dressed, uh, seasonally. It came for Halloween, but it's now dressed seasonally. <laughs> <And> <laughs> this is the current theme.
4: <laughs> yes, the bone daddy. Yeah. So Cynthia, we
0: were habit. I don't know if you heard did you hear the prompt? We were talking about what you're resetting your vision for the year. What is your vision for your business? And um how was
4: your last year? Um, last year was really good. I did end up getting overwhelmed and everything. So this year I think it's more. Um, I mean, I did good with sales consistently all year long. Um, I just did my first sale yesterday and it sold out within 30 minutes. So I'm just gonna try to keep that momentum going. Um, I definitely, everyone, you guys have all been like, you need help, you need help. So I definitely am finally getting a team together um, to help me run uh, more like the boutique side of business and stuff. So I'm excited to get that, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely need that help um, now that it's growing more and more. And I'm, it's just too much for me to do everything, even though I try to do everything. <laughs> I want to do everything I can. Um, so I'm finally getting that now. So that's more um, my focus on things this year is just to get a little bit more organized, um, write things down, get help, and ask for help when I need it. Those are the main things this year.
0: sorry i was adding a link to the top and i was trying to mute at the same time well Rodrigo is definitely advocating for you to get help this year so i'm glad that that's yeah. part of your vision I got and you missed what we we're talking about with Rodrigo but do you have your your sop set up to be able to actually give the help structure
4: yeah i do well i have my one she's like another shop friend and so she's pretty experienced with everything so she's helping me get everything together um, I'm going to remake my website this upcoming month by February. I'm going to redo everything on that end and then just little by little get that started.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, let me know if you need help with the website part. But yeah, I think it's great to have help. And I feel like um, a lot of people are still afraid to take that step into getting help or knowing when they're ready to get help. And even for me, it's always like, oh, I don't know, I have time to do all these things. And then you don't do the things you want to do and you feel overwhelmed and, you know, like, oh no, I didn't get the things done. But in reality, you know, you did get some things done. It just maybe wasn't everything or the exact things that you wanted to get done. So that's where the help comes in. I think you can really part out how you um, use that other help for the things that don't require your particular attention. So I'm excited to hear Cynthia, that you're going to be doing that because then that does free you up to be the talent and to be um, doing what you are passionate about, which is great. Now that you've joined our community by listening to this podcast episode, I want to welcome you to participate in a conversation with our collective very soon. If you're not on the clubhouse app, You can connect to me on any social media platform as Wendy Velos, V-E-L-O-Z. I'd like to thank everyone in our community who participated in this episode and especially my partners in crime, Santiago and Rodrigo. Until next episode, keep changing the world.